Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones. Today's guest is Bridget Smith. She recently retired from her executive role at Google and became founder and CEO of Founder Playbook, a micro accelerator for diverse founders where she helps them. I'm sorry, I I updated. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones. Today's guest is Bridget Smith. She recently retired from Google and became founder and CEO of FounderPitchWeek.com, where she helps diverse female founders become investor ready and get access to capital. Her Think Like an Investor workshops are popular with founders, investors, and venture capital firms alike, and provides a rare glimpse into what investors look for when evaluating deals and the questions they ask. Since launching her popular Investing with Confidence workshop series in May of 2023, she has trained more than 3,200 women on how to invest in private companies and build generational wealth. Less than 30 years later, she was called the Oprah of Investing by Industry Insiders. Welcome to the show, Bridget. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. You and I have been talking for quite some time before the show started, and I just (laughs) love your energy. I love what you're doing. Uh, Tell me a little bit about why you got into investing and what's different about you, because you you just do some amazing things and how you run your business. How I landed in this spot uh, was really not my uh, vision for myself. I was happy in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, working um, a job at, at the C-suite level for a manufacturing retail company. And I had been in tech for over 25 years. And then Google came along. And then when Google came along, of course, who would say no? And so there was this courting process, this, you know, it was a one-year process to actually join their executive team. So then when my husband and I relocated to California, my world changed, my just not my, you know, physical world, but what I was exposed to also changed. So in Silicon Valley, there's a lot of talk on a regular daily basis all the time about startups equity, venture capital, private equity, unicorns, you know, money. It's a common conversation. Well, I wasn't used to that kind of conversation. I had never been exposed to that before. And so uh, I was paying attention, but people were often talking over my head because I guess um, that's what people, I guess, in Silicon Valley do sometimes. And people in this venture capital um, investment community, they often talk to each other and For new people, you're just kind of on the outside. And so that made me even more curious. Um, Anytime you basically try to shut me out, I I literally bust through the door. So I decided, well, since you really don't want me in this circle, that makes me want to be in the circle. So I did some research and learned that I was accredited, but I didn't know that I was accredited as an investor. As a matter of fact, I was accredited in my 20s but didn't know it either because I had never been introduced to investing in private companies. So here I am in 2021 in Silicon Valley, exposed to this whole new world that I'm now curious about. And I decided to lean in and figure out what it was. And so that's what I did. So that's how I got involved in in this space. And then once I joined this ecosystem, made that first investment of $2,500, which wasn't much, but it was me putting my toe in the water. Once I did that, then I realized I don't know a lot 
but I'm figuring things out. And the more questions I asked, the more research I did, the more digging I did, it was every little thing was all spread out. It was this, the information was, it was in bits and pieces. And that's frustrating. And I thought to myself, is this intentional? Is it this hard on purpose to keep women from investing to get to, you know, prevent people of color, uh, people from diverse backgrounds from entering this ecosystem that's predominantly white men? Why is it so difficult? So after I began to figure it out, and it took me some time, I decided uh, I'm going to help other women not have such a difficult time like me. I'm going to package this up and share it with other people. And that's how my business got started. I love that. And you you really broke the barriers. I mean, first you were, you know, a, a female in IT, which is challenging. I've been there. Uh, but then you decided to go into investing, which is really an anomaly. Uh, you know, there's there's women that are in, investors and 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 doing that, but but you really took charge. You wanted to, you really wanted to to feed yourself with as much information as you can. And now you're taking that and helping others. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think that's fantastic. Um when you when you when you help other women who, you know, who are founders and you're, you're trying to help them. What is it that you find the most that they struggle with that, that mm. you could, that you really kind of, you know, um, uh, zeroed in on to, to, that you can really help them out with? First and foremost, when it comes to founders and when it comes to investors, ironically, it's the same thing. It's confidence. So because we hear no so much, um, I think sometimes, uh, there's a, you have to be, you have to build up a resilience. You have to build up this exterior armor that no one can see, but you, right. And, um, and so what I find is that women who are on the founder side of the house, um, they often don't know where to find the capital. And so they're, they, you, you get burnt out over time trying to find investors who believe in you, believe in your product, believe in your vision, and you get wore down. And so your confidence starts to you know, get worn out as well. And so, so the number one thing that I see on the founder side is um, just trying to find how to raise capital. It's, very, it's not easy. If you think about it, if you've got a dream that you want to um, manifest, and you're looking for someone else to invest in you, you have to find those people. And and then when you find those people, you have to influence them to want to invest in your vision. It's not their vision, it's yours, but they have to be persuaded. And and to do that, you need a pitch deck. That's the language of love in the venture capital space. You must have a pitch deck. If you don't, you know, that's like your calling card. And so you you have to have this confidence. You have to have... um, some type of funnel to find these investors who are like-minded like yourself. And then you have to have this pitch deck. So those are the three components that the founders must have in order to, you know, get to the next stages that they're trying to grow their business from an investor side of the house. um, Oftentimes it may, when I say confidence, it's not, you know, that they have low self-esteem. That's not what I'm saying. They have, they don't have confidence in investing, because again, it's about information, education, and access. And if you don't have those three things, then you don't you don't feel confident to enter the world, enter that world, or enter that space. So what I do is help them build confidence, and that's why my workshops are called Investing with 
confidence. That's exactly why I called it that, because I'm helping those same women who have the capital, who have the, you know, the the corporate experience and the pedigree and all of these things behind their name, but they've never been exposed to this world of how to create generational wealth through investing in private companies. So I help them build up that muscle and build up that confidence. And so that's what I see on both sides of the house. I love that. Uh, so many people, you know, they really could use that, especially women, you know, you go back you know, 50 plus years and, you know, women didn't even manage the finances in their own home, let alone in large companies and stuff. So I love that your focus is specifically uh, towards women, uh, both investors and uh, founders. Um, so let me tell you, you know, when, when you and I talk, you have so much energy and you're just like pulling ideas and going with them and, and nothing holds you back. And you have such great energy and passion. You have so much passion for what you do. You make it fun. So where do you think that comes from? Why do you love this so much? Well, I think, you know, it's like asking a comedian, why are they funny? <laughs> You know, when, when people, uh, a lot of comedians have been through stuff. And so that's when they come to the stage, it's their, it's their relief. It's their, it's their healing. Um, so for me, I've been through some stuff. You know, I've been in corporate America for a while. I've been through almost everything that you can name, the good and the bad. And so uh, when I haven't, when, now in this moment in my life, I call this the third phase or the third act of my life. My first act was when I worked in television. My second act is corporate America and tech. And now my third act is investing, right? And, and helping pave the way for others who look like me. And so this is the third act. And so I've learned so much in those other two acts and it didn't break me, it made me stronger. And so I am tough as nails. Oh my goodness, I protect my energy. Uh, ooh, like you would protect your own child. I protect my energy. Anytime something comes into my, my, my space and it is not healthy, it is um, intended to, you know, poke away at things. Oh, I, I, you know, I, I eliminate, delete, block, you know, mute, whatever the case, whatever I need to do so that I can focus on what God has for me to do. So my dream and my aspirations and my passion, I believe, is to be a servant leader and to be a servant leader in the space that he's provided for me, which is this space called venture capital, angel investing, private equity, you name it. It's in this ecosystem. So so my energy comes from a higher power. And I, and I was telling someone just literally probably two or three days ago, this has been a gift since I was young. I don't know where, why I wake up and I'm an energizer bunny. I don't know, but I still have it in my fifties and it hasn't disappeared. And so I embrace it. I embrace the fact that I can, uh, and I have to force myself to do self-care because I enjoy working. I enjoy helping others. And my husband constantly says, Bay, you have to eat. Bay, you have to walk. You have to get up out of that chair. You know, sometimes my legs go numb and I have to, you know, jiggle my feet a little bit because the blood stops circulating because I'm sitting here for hours working. And so I say to myself, Bridget, get up, girl, you know, you know, exercise, do some things other than focusing on the email thread and this thread and this thread. And so the energy just comes from a higher place. And because I'm doing it um, and I'm aligned, it's, it's unique to be aligned. You know that, right? It's a it's you're in a unique position when you are aligned with your purpose and your passion. 
it is extremely unique. And so I'm in that special, hard to find place and I am loving it and I'm refusing to let anything come and you know, remove me or shake me or or take me away from that. So I'm enjoying where I am and I'm totally committed to it. Oh, that's beautiful. I absolutely love it. When you know it, when you know you're in your purpose and mm. you know you're in your power and you're just going with it. Um, that's that's beautiful. Did did um when you when you you talked a little bit about, you know, your husband kind of reminding you to take breaks, right? And sometimes, you know, you you your physical, you know, you said your legs get numb and you have to get up. What are some of the other signs that kind of tell you that it's time to take a break? Oh my goodness. Well, the other night, um, and this is not what I advocate other people do at all, but it is a huge uh I I just entered the 50s. I'm not in my 20s anymore. Uh, so your body needs a break. Your body needs to really have a rest time. So Sunday night, uh, I, I mentioned to you before we started the interview that I just launched my company, rebranded my company, as a matter of fact, and now it's called Founder Pitch Week. And so that means that I'm actually, uh, I have 30 diverse female founders that I've selected out of a pool of 207. So I've got the best of the best of the best who applied to be a part of this first cohort. And with this first cohort, we are raising a million dollars for these 30 companies in five days. It has been intense. Uh, We pitch to hundreds and hundreds of investors. As a matter of fact, the first five days, we pitched to over 400 investors. And uh, every time, so I'm leading the charge. I'm the face. This is my company. This is my brand. This is my brainchild. Uh, And these founders are in my care. That's how I see it. And so anyway, on day five, which was Friday, um, the numbers were coming in and it was, you know, a wonderful time. However, I I realized that I hadn't slept from the night before. I literally had not slept from the night before. Oh my goodness. So from 7 p.m., the night before until the next day, I was still on fumes. I was still, you know, drinking caffeine and pumping myself up and going through all the the, all the content that had come through, all the all of the QR code scans, all of the, the the feedback. And I was just on a natural high. And how I knew that I was about to crash and burn, literally, I was staring at the computer and and my tear ducts just I started crying. And I wasn't emotional. I wasn't, it wasn't because I was sad or happy or whatever. I just was like, I was pushing my, my body to the limit and the tears were just coming down without any control that I had. And, um, and my body of course was weak as well. And so when I finally stood up and my, I hadn't stood in, in hours, you know, and when I stood up and I could barely walk, I'm like, what, you know, like, come on, like, this is exciting, but you have to take care of you, Bridget. And so I, I would not advocate anyone to do, that was a one-time thing. I haven't done that. I don't think I've ever done that in my whole life is not sleep a whole 24 hours. I, that's totally not the right way to live your life. But, um, and I've, I've had proper rest since. So let me just say, I'm not, everyone who's listening to this, just know you don't need to send me a health 
you know, package in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Don't send me an email. No health I've checks. Had proper rest. I've had proper rest, and and I'm, I'm my diet is my husband is is making sure that I I diet appropriately and eat healthy foods, etc. Like if it wasn't for my husband, I probably you know I wouldn't have any of the things I have now. My husband and my my higher my higher God is is really keeping me alive here. So anyway, with all of that, my eyes started to tear. And, uh, and so that's when I knew it was time to get up and go lay in the bed and, uh, and, and really just self-care. And it took me 24 hours to get myself back together. It literally took me 24 hours, even when I woke up from that short nap. And then I knew I wasn't quite there yet. And I just gave myself permission to go back to sleep. And I gave myself more permission to go back to sleep. And I gave myself more permission to go back to sleep. And then when I finally reached that, it, it, I didn't know how long it was going to take, but it took 24 hours to, for me to get rejuvenated. And when I did, I wasn't 100%, but I was good enough to come back and try a few things. And then I said, okay, don't do that again, girl. Uh, but, you know, keep, you know, keep, you love what you do. You're in a zone. You, you are on fire. But how good are you if you collapse? So, yeah, that is a warning to self. Wow. Yeah. And we all tend to get there, right? Sometimes we're, when we're really passionate about what we do, hours just fly by, you know, mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of a, a, a it's it's really good on the one hand because you're enjoying it and you're loving it and you just got to get done, get it done. But then on the other hand, you, you, you physically can't keep up, you know. Um, so what would you tell, uh, we're running out of time, but what would you tell the audience for anyone who either wants to get into the business of investing, um, or, or trying something new and, and running a company? What, what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe just starting out? Mm. Well, so if you're interested in investing, uh, starting a company, any of those two categories, please find me on LinkedIn, Bridget L. Smith with the butterfly please find me. I will help you. All of the workshops I do are absolutely free. There are no costs whatsoever. And I'm happy to support you wherever you are on your journey, whether you're new or you're seasoned uh, or you've been in the game for a long time and you're just looking for some new energy. I, I'm happy to support you, have a conversation. So find me on LinkedIn. The other thing I would say is if you're trying to find your purpose, if you're trying to find, and many people are, and it takes, a, it takes sometimes it takes a lifetime, but I would say um, how I did it for me is I took time to say, what is it that makes me happy? When have I been the happiest? What did that even look like? Um, what was I doing? Where was I? Um, and then I put that on paper. And, uh, and then I began to question myself and say, okay, if all of these, and it was simple things, you know, um, I didn't, it wasn't work related. It was just, just being honest with myself and, 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 and that's it. You know, only person that's going to see this is me. So what really makes me happy? And so when I got honest with myself and then I walked away from that list and I kept coming back and adding more, taking things off. And then I said, okay, the next action is, is any of this monetizable? The things that make me happy, is there any way that I can take this and be, make it something? And the common thread was, um, I really, really enjoy being a servant to others, to being of service to others. And so anything related to diversity, equity, and inclusion, no matter what shape it, it or size it comes in, I am all for empowerment and inclusion and diversity. And so I said, well, whatever I touch has to include that. 
whatever I touch, it has to be positive and encouraging and inspirational. Like these are things that make me happy. And then it just so happens that the investment space came along. And then I was able to plug all those things that make me happy into this particular bucket. And that's why I know that I'm in the right place. So I would say do the work. Take time to get to know yourself because we all are on the treadmill. It's real. Uh, children, husband, you know, family, friends, self-care, all of these things keep you moving. But where are you moving to? Where are you going? Right. Where are you going? So so take time to get to know yourself. That would be the action for the folks listening to the call. And then, by the way, um, your definition of wealth, your definition of success, your definition of you know, I made it, whatever that is, is totally your definition. It's not the definition that others may place on you because that's that's actually a trick. It's it's a tr it's something to trip trip you up is to get caught up in what other people say you should be doing at by age 30. You should be married with a kid by age 40. You should have this and that by age 50, by 60, by 70. It's all a trap. This is your life. So live your life to the fullest. And so whatever your definition of wealth is, has it may not even be monetary. Your your I learned through that example I just gave you when I if I fall apart, I have no wealth. My health is my wealth. Right. My spirit is my wealth. So the definition that you come up with should be your personal definitions that should guide your day to day actions. That's Ooh. great advice. So many of us. Oh, my goodness. We don't we don't listen to that. But, yeah, that is great advice. And, you know, you can also take it to um, the space, the, that same advice to your business, because you were telling me earlier before the call about how you 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 were do doing things in your business that have never been done before and you're killing it. I mean, you're doing really good. And so that same advice, you know, don't listen, don't let anybody else put you in a box as to how to run your business either. Um, I love that about you. I love your business. I I think your, your energy is fantastic. So thank you so much for being on the show, Bridget. Thank you so much for having me. I love to share. And the fact that I I feel warm. I feel like my I'm being of service. Just whoever is listening, whoever hears the voice, whoever is um, feeling like you needed something to boost you up. I, I hope and pray that this was that something that you needed just to get you over the hump, uh, because that's all you need. Today is today is today, and tomorrow is a whole fresh new day. You can do whatever your heart desires. I believe. I truly, truly, truly believe, and this is not a cliche, that you can do whatever it is you set your mind to do. Who knew? I've only been investing for two years and I've invested in over 13 venture capital funds. I've invested in over 150 startups. I've invested in film now. I've invested in wine and art and things that I never dreamed that I would ever write a check for. I'm now an investor. And so I did not know that this is where my path would take me. I don't even know where I'll be 12 months from now. I'm sure I'll be at a higher plane because why? That's what my, I'm pushing myself there already. I don't know where that higher plane even looks like, but I know I'm headed in that direction because I do not settle for anything below. So I, I would just encourage people, whatever it is that you dream of, don't let anybody steer you away. Your dream will um, change and twist and pivot over time. But if you are centered on what makes you happy, 
and you find your purpose, the two will align. And when you get there, you're unstoppable. That's great. A great way to end the show. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you.